couple things I got I wanted to uh, share that would really probably help you also. Uh, first of all, it's one thing I saw tonight uh, in the room was a, was a trumpet. And in the Bible, the, it speaks in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 8. It says how they go into battle if the trumpet doesn't make a clear sound, a distinguishable sound. So what the Lord wants to do is He wants to release... To, to me, that trumpet means that God is trying to release to people an understanding about where they're at in life, okay? So we can make decisions, good decisions, based on where we are now. Uh, in the Old Testament, it said the sons of Issachar understood the times and knew what to do, okay? So a lot of us are sort of, uh, I think what's, what I see is happening is we're in a new, God is trying to shift us into a new season, and a lot of people are still trying to live like it was in the last year, year before last, in the last season. And your life is not going to work no more. It's not going to work like your spiritual life is not going to work very well. Your natural life is not going to work very well because we're in a new time. And what we need to do is learn how to live in, in this time today. And so we need to get we need to get that information from the Lord on how to live in this time. And God wants to release that to people. Otherwise, we're just going to keep trying to do what we've always done. And things that used to work uh, no longer is going to work. And, and slowly but surely, the fruit that we used to be able to gain, have access to is we're going to... Be, there's going to be less and less and less and less of that fruit. I saw this... Uh, I read this story today about this guy. Uh, he was talking about this... this uh, uh, pear tree that was in his grandma's yard and when he was when they were growing up this pear tree was loaded with pears every season and so many that the ground would be covered with them and they had all these all this fruit that they would eat and just it was easy to get a hold to uh and but one year the grandma looked at the tree and said something's wrong with that tree and it looked everything looked okay uh to, to them, but to her, something didn't look good. Well, the next year, the, the pear tree had a little bit less fruit on it. And then the year after that, it had a little less, a little less. And finally, to get the fruit, you had to crawl up in the pear tree and shake it from the top. And, of course, the fruit that did fall was real bruised. And eventually, the, tr- the tree quit bearing fruit completely. It had nothing but leaves on it. And he was talking about how their family would... Uh, gather under that tree and talk about how the fruit was what it used to be, but they didn't have no fruit today. And see, I I see that really as a real picture of what's going on in, with a lot of Christians is is the fruit that we, the access to things we used to be able to have spiritually and natural is getting harder and it's getting less, and the trees are bearing less and less and less. You you know the tree used to just bear. And now it's less and less, and we're having to crawl up into the tree to get fruit, and there's getting to be less of that fruit. And if we don't really begin to see something different, we're going to be like those people. There ain't going to be no more of Grandma's jam anymore, and we'll be standing around talking about how how it was in the good old days when God used to really be doing stuff, you know. And that's really not where we are supposed to be going as people. And so God really wants to shift us. Okay, he really doesn't. That's why a lot of people are being sifted, you know, because Peter was sifted because there was a whole new uh, transition happening. 
Okay, and Peter was still trying to live in another time. You know, the way things did work, and it was not going to work that way. Peter couldn't keep being Peter, okay, the way he was with, with Jesus fixing to die and resurrect. He just couldn't stay that way. And so the Lord allowed that sifting to happen in his life to get him into to where he could function like he did, you know, at Pentecost, where he came into this, this power encounter with the Lord and really knew exactly what the Lord was doing and had a profound experience. So I've been, I've been asking the Lord, you know, to practically help me do this. Practically help me know how to pray and practically help me to understand what's going on in, in my life and what's going on in the world. And one of the things the Lord showed me, one, a scripture he gave me I wanted to read to you that I think will help you if you'll start doing this. Especially people who need, you know, a breakthrough, like we was just praying for, like a job or, or something like that. Um, and it's in, this is really simple, it's, uh, but it really this is really work. This is in Job, and how many people are big Job fans? Anybody Job fan? Dean is. Wow. Well, there are a couple of good verses in Job. But normally I kind of like skirt around Job. But this is powerful. This is one of the couple good, right, Dean? Uh, it's uh, Job 10, verse 12. It says, and uh, this is reading from King James uh, Version because I was, just happened to be using it. Thou hast granted me life and favor. Thou hast granted me life and favor. Everybody say, granted me life and favor. And, and thy visitation has preserved my spirit. So there's two things right there. Number one, granted. Everybody say granted. granted. This is a word we need to get used to. Okay, remember Ephesians 3 that I gave um, some, some message on that prayer that Paul prayed. He prayed, I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ that he would grant you. Okay, grant you. See, that's a grace word. That's something God is wanting to get to. The, God wants to grant something to people. Okay, it's, it's a time to really receive something from the Lord. Okay, and he wants to grant us, and what he, Job said, he granted me life and favor. Okay, see, that's a gift from God. Okay, and one of the things that you're going to have to do, and I'm going to have to do, if we're going to be successful in this time, okay, in whatever area of your life where you need success, is you're going to have to get it by favor. Okay, you're going to have to overcome... You, you, it's what, here's some things you're going to have to overcome. You're going to have to overcome your lack of abilities or your lack of qualifications. Okay, that's one thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to look. You, you're going to have to get your eyes off yourself and what you can do or what, what you can't do. Also, you're going to have to get your eyes off the economy if you have an economic need. Okay, you're going to have to get your eyes off the economy and how the, how the economy and the business world works because that's not what is going to get you there. You're going to have to st stop looking at that and you're going to have to really shift into a, a mode where you're looking to the favor of God to give you what you need. Okay, and that's really how, how God really wants, He wants to bring everybody into this place because God wants all of us to have favor. In fact, we're all supposed to have favor. And we all are supposed to be walking in favor. But we're, a lot of Christians are not living any different from people in the world. Okay? In terms of how we approach life, 
you know, approach our jobs, approach our professions, approach our ministry, whatever you're doing. A lot of us are no different from the world. So when hard times hit the world, we're getting sucked down just like everybody else. Okay, we're getting sucked right down the twos because we're not looking for the favor of God. We're not depending on, on the favor of God to be the thing that gives us what we need. Are, do y'all follow this? And this is really the way God designed Christians to live. God didn't design us to live. Uh, think about it like this. God sent Peter, okay, who was an uneducated, untrained man to the most educated people of, of, of the times in terms of, of spiritual things, the religious thing. That's who he sent to them. He sent a man who had no qualifications. He took the most educated and clever guy they was, Paul, and took him and sent him to the Gentiles who were basically, uh, you know, barbarians in terms of spirituality. In other words, what God did, he wanted to say to both those men, you can't depend on your, your education, your abilities, or your lack of education and abilities. You see what I'm saying? See, we're falling on one side or the other. Well, I can't get a job because I'm too old. Is anybody here thinking that? If you're thinking that, you got your eyes on the wrong thing. And that's the truth. You're thinking, it's, it's because I'm an old guy, I can't get a job anymore. Or maybe I'm too young or I don't have enough experience. See, that ain't really the way Christians should be thinking. We should be thinking in terms of, I have favor on me. I have God's favor on me. And God's favor is going to put me in the right place at the right time. And the right people are going to be there. And they're going to recognize this favor on my life. And see, we've got to shift from the way we've always thought. Because we've lived in a prosperous economy and we've been able to get away with a lot of things that we're not going to be able to get away with anymore. I don't believe we will be. I believe going forward God doesn't. God really has a wealth that He wants to release to the church. But it's not based on our abilities or not or lack of abilities. It's based on His favor. And now the favor of God is available to every believer. And so that's really how, one of the things I believe that God's saying, this is how you need to start living your life. You need to get back into a, a mindset of favor where your first appeal is favor. Is, okay, Lord, here I am. You know, I've got, I have a, like, say if you're looking for a job. I need a job, Lord. No, I'm not, I don't need a job. What I need is favor. And favor is going to bring that job or bring the provision, however it brings it. But that's really what I need. I need favor, Lord. I need to be in favor and quit looking at the world, quit looking at the church, quit looking at whatever that's supposed to provide for you and start looking for this favor of God on your life. Because we're supposed to be the most favored people in the world. Moses said, Lord, if you don't go with us, remember he said that? The Lord said, I'm going to send an angel with you. And Moses said, well, wait a minute now. I'm not doing the angel thing. Okay, because if you're not headed out with us, we're not going. I mean, that's just the way it is because what is going to distinguish us between all the other people in the world except for your presence? Okay, so how that presence looks, that presence looks like favor on your life. Okay, and so Moses took a stand with the Lord. I'm not going unless you, unless you come with us, your presence coming. And that's going to make us different. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to have something different on us. We're supposed to be walking in this favor that people recognize, whether they know what it is or not, but they know there's something different about us and that God's favor is on, on us. So I believe one of the things that what I'm really feeling in my heart is one is the word grant. 
Okay, God granted Job favor. And did you know the Bible said that Job was the most wealthy man in, in the east, wherever the east was? He was the most wealthy man there. It says, there's it one chapter that Job talks about when he walked uh, into, the, into the gates of the city where all the leaders were and all the elders were, they would shut their mouth when he came because they knew that here's the most wise man there is. Anything we've got to say is not even going to measure up. It says princes would be quiet in his presence. He was a friend of the lonely. He was a friend of the hurting. He was a friend of the widow because he, had, he was so wealthy. When there was a need there, he had the ability to give you know, to the to the widows and to the children, to the hurting. He was their friend, and he and he was you know he was such an awesome dude, and and you know and then the devil saw all that favor and went after it and uh, and you know how all that whole whole deal went went down. But in the end, he got he got double. He got back into the favor in the end. Okay, he got double favor and got double of everything he he lost. And see, that's really what God wants us to do. I'll say this. He wants us to do that. We can forget about the middle part, the the sores and the, all that. You know, that was that's uh, that's old. You know, we Jesus already took care of the, that for us, right? And Jesus is the middle part. That's the way I see Job. Jesus is the middle part. He's the one who took the sores, took the loss, lost everything, went bankrupt, gave it all up, took a beating. He did that part. So we don't have to go through that part of Job. We really don't. But we can go on the other side of it and come into that double favor that Job... And I'm not talking about just having money. Trust me, I'm I'm not really... That's not my thing. Okay, my thing is having the favor of God on me and, and however that manifests in my life. And so I believe what I want to encourage you to do, I want you to start praying for favor. Okay, I want you to start praying. If you, if you have a job, I want you to pray, Lord, give me favor with the people at work. Give me favor with my boss. Give me favor with the people I work with. If I'm dealing with clients, give me favor. If I, if I have a business, Lord, give me a favor. Uh, give me favor with people I'm dealing with that, that contracts will begin to come to me. You know, if you're a student, I want favor, Lord. I want to be the most exceptional student. The teachers look at me with favor. Whatever it is in your life, if you're a musician, I want favor, Lord. I want when I pick up the guitar and hit a string on it that the favor of God just comes all over and people are attracted to that thing. They're not, I'm not saying attracted. I'm saying attracted to the favor of God on, on my life. And it causes you to be prosper and it causes you to be blessed. I believe that's really how we're going to be successful living in a time when the world is falling apart around us and the world is not going to be able to give to us the way it once gave to us. I appreciate that God has blessed the United States and made us a prosperous nation and we've enjoyed that prosperity. We've benefited from that prosperity. I really appreciate the Lord doing that. And that has been a way that God's provided for us. But God's calling us into something even greater now. Because right now, that's not working so good. And I want to live in something that works good no matter what happens. You know, no matter if there's a recession or a war or depression, I want to be living in something that's going to always work, period. And there's only one thing that does that, and that's the kingdom. And that's where the favor God wants to release to people. Okay? And so I can testify to you that I've lived under the favor of God in times in my life total where I had a lot of blessing flowing in my life, and I knew it was the favor of God. It's easy to get out of it. It's easy to, to, to shift out of that. But God's calling us back into that time now. So tonight, uh, we had some good prayer. Let's have a, one more time of prayer. Let's, I, want you to, I want you to 
think about the areas of your life where you really need favor, okay? And I want you to ask the Lord specifically for favor to come mm-hmm. in. Do you have something you want to share, Matthew? Real quick add-on here. As you were saying that um, recently, y'all remember the prayer of Jabez? And that's what I thought because um, just maybe three days ago, the Lord led Sarah and I just in our time to begin to continue to pray that prayer. And when you start talking about favor, that's immediately what comes to my mind. And so, you know, uh, it says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And uh, Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And that, the, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that it may go well with me. And God granted him that which he requested. And uh, I just really want to encourage everybody to remember that prayer. What is that, First Chronicles? I don't have the reference on here. I think it's First Chronicles 4.9. Yeah, it is. First Chronicles 4.9, the prayer of Jabez. You can look it up for yourself. And just really it's one of those prayers that, like you were saying, just standing on that thing. And that enlarging your territory is exactly what Byron's talking about. It's really God's favor just on our lives, financially, relationally, all kinds of ways. Enlarging our territory is that favor. I was praying about the meeting this morning, or, yeah, this morning, about what the Lord would have me to share. Um, He just gave me one thing, and it's so in line with, I think, the real main theme tonight is, is that you can't do it. You you can't do it, but the Lord can do it. And the way he gave it to me was the verse came to me about how do you approach the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. The thought came to me is that physically I can go to the sink And I can clean my hands. Or physically, I can keep my hands from doing things that my hands shouldn't be doing. Physically. But what about my heart? How do I purify my heart? I literally can't take it out and wash it. And I literally can't keep thoughts from coming into it. How do I really purify my heart? And then the Lord just said, well, you can't. But you have to be in a position where you allow me to purify your heart. So it's everything that's being said tonight isn't from a standpoint, okay, now I've got my marching orders. This is what I have to do. It's really a revelation of this is what I have to allow the Lord to do in me and take the pressure off yourself and just, who, who was it? What, what statement was made? There was a statement that was made that was real clear about that. Oh, what was it? The, the play on words there. You said it. You remember? <laughs> was anybody listening under the anointing that would remember this? It was something about something like you can't do, but it gets done. I don't remember. It was really good. What was it? Nah, it was even better than that. But anyway, that, that's <laughs> that's the bottom line is that that you can't. Yeah, but <laughs> I was the only one listening. I just can't remember. All right, now let's get up here and let's pray. Okay, stand up. Because I believe that I really be, I'm a big believer in favor. I've benefited from favor. Um, how many people in this room feel like they don't have, they're underqualified? They don't feel like they have the qualifications. They don't measure up. Raise your hand. If you just feel that way. And, all right, so that's, all right, that's, okay, so, all right, now, in, some of you may feel like you're overqualified or you have the qualifications, okay? But both of those are, you have your eyes on yourself. Okay, and see what favor does, it takes your eyes off yourself, okay, and puts it on God. That's what the shift, that's really how we shift from 
from looking at ourselves or looking at our circumstances, looking at the economy, that the shift is is taking them off that and putting them on God. Uh, you know, some of you people in this room are younger and you would like to have a relationship with a with the opposite sex, you know, a really nice, good one that would be great, okay? And you may not feel like you're attractive enough or, you know, you may, there be some areas in your life where you're lacking that thing. So you got yourself, you got your eyes on yourself. And you see, you've got to say, Lord, I need your favor where, uh, have you ever seen this, honestly, have you ever seen this fat, squatty, ugly guy with this beautiful woman? I mean, I've seen these guys like, man, how did you get that woman? You're ugly. No one would give you. It's because they had this favor thing on them. Okay, and the woman was attracted to the favor. Okay, well, it could be money. I'm talking in the the natural. I'm talking about in the in the. I'm talking about spiritually, and and they see this favor. They don't know what it is, but they're drawn to it. Joe said it was me. I've always, I've married up. I had favor, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, but what God wants to do, see, that's the key to favor. It's taking your eyes off from what you have or what you don't have and what the natural world around you, like the economy or like the guys or the girls that you're hanging around with, and they, they're all much better looking and they're going to get the best girls and all that. Getting your eyes off of that and putting your eyes on... I'll tell you, this is, there's a person in the Bible. This is what they did. Okay? They were poor. They were, we had this old st- saying when I was a kid, poor as Joe's turkey. Okay, that was when you was real poor. I don't know who, what Joe's turkey was, but it was bad, you know. But there was a person in the Bible named Ruth that was poor as Joe's turkey. And you know what she did? She got a, Naomi one day said, you got to get up and go glean. That's what poor people did. It, they were basically getting leftovers. It was God's way of taking care of the poor. They'd go out and somebody was plowing a field or harvesting, and they would leave stuff for the poor to come so they wouldn't starve to death. And that's how they were living. And, and she was... The worst, of, and this is what she said. She said, "I got the favor of God on me." That's what she said. I got. She confessed it, and she went and got in the field that says she happened to get in the field of the richest man there, the richest man in town, and she winds up marrying the richest man in town because of the favor of God. And she had nothing. See, she wasn't looking at me. She could have said, oh, man, he's, I'm not going to get a guy. I'm the worst woman. I'm wore out. I'm the wrong race. I'm wrong this, wrong that, wrong that. You know, I'm poor. I'm used. I'm ugly. I'm beat down. But she didn't think any of that. She thought favor. And favor came her way because that's what favor does. When we look to favor, we look to God. So I want you to get in your mind right now. I want you to think about those things that plague you, that you need God. God, I need. There's a need in my life. I want you to cast down this stuff about yourself. Cast down the economy thing. Cast down your age. Cast down your looks. Cast it all down tonight and say, Lord, I want to connect to the favor of heaven. And I'm making a choice. From this day on, I'm going to live trusting in favor and nothing else. Your favor. And that will please the Lord. And the Lord will release that favor into your life. And a lot of really awesome stuff will start happening for you. Amen. So close your eyes and lift your hands to the Lord. That you're surrendering. You're surrendering the, the self thing. The self thing. And you're surrendering the natural stuff that you've been looking to. 
Like, oh, Lord, I don't have a degree. I'll never get a job. Well, get the best job in the world if the favor of God's on you. See, we just release that kind of thinking. Uh, Lord, I'm not a good talker. Uh, Paul the Apostle, or Moses, was the worst. He stuttered. He said, I can't talk. He was one of the greatest, greatest preachers ever in favor of God. Lord, we just want to release that tonight. We want to tap into favor tonight. Lord, because that is the way you call, you meant for your family to live on this earth, from favor. Lord, you don't want us to depend on the economy. You don't want us to depend on the arm of the flesh, our flesh or anybody else's flesh. You want us to trust in heaven's favor being upon us to give us all that you meant for us to have and to live the way you called us to live, you desire us to live. So, Lord, we just declare it tonight. I've got favor on me. Say that. I have got favor on me. And I am going to live from favor, Lord. I've got favor on me. Now, let it flow, Lord. And just make it a part of your life every day to tap into favor and, and, and pray favor. Pray it over your children. Pray it over your friends. Pray it over your church. Pray it over, you know, everything around you. Everything. Favor, favor, favor. I'm telling you, you're gonna begin to see, you're gonna begin to see things happen in your life. You're gonna God's gonna show you how to live in the age and the day that we live in and not go down the drain with everything else. Lord, release favor. Yeah. And you know what? If there's a, uh, if there's some kind of stronghold or some sort of uh, obstacle of sin or something like that, the favor of God will show you that. Because favor will help you, saying, "Hey, that needs to be dealt with. That's hindering you. We got to get that out of the way. That's hindering favor. He'll, that's the way the Lord is." Lord, release favor right now in this room. Yeah. Just release favor on everybody in this room. Release the favor of God. Favor of God come now in Jesus' name. Come. Lord, we just renounce depending on ourselves. We renounce depending on the government. We renounce depending on the economy. We renounce depending on people in an unrighteous way. Lord, we renounce that and say we're going to depend on favor. We're going to trust in favor. We're going to believe in favor. We're not going to look at our lack. We're not going to look at our abilities. We're going to look to favor, Lord. Yeah. And we believe you're going to answer our prayers and and do for us, Lord, what we couldn't do. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. We just bless you, Lord. Everybody say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you tonight. We're just so thankful, Lord, that you're such a good God. Release favor, God. Does anybody tonight have any sickness that they would like to be prayed over about? Anybody sick? Any sick among you? Let's pray for them right now. No, everybody's well. Thank you, Jesus. That's good. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming tonight. Lord bless you. We're just going to hang right here. You can go. Whatever.